the Wild Worship Podcast with your host, Kimberly Bolton. Hello, everybody. I'd like to welcome you to the Wild Worship Podcast with your host, Kimberly Bolgen. Today, I'm excited to interview um, one of the most anointed worship leaders in the Cleveland area. We know him as Ronald Rucker, uh, founder of Ronald, Ronald Rucker Ministries. He is the worship leader at Covenant Community Church. He's been serving there for the last three and a half years under Pastor Eddie Burge. Uh, he's known for his conferences, um, opportunities to empower worship leaders, and I'm excited just to hear his heart on worship today and any insight and advice and practical steps and just encouragement that he could offer to us as worshipers and worship leaders today. Ronald, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have you with us. I'm sure we'll have ourselves a good time talking about the Lord. Um, The main thrust of this uh, podcast is dealing with worship and as it relates to um, I just have a burden for for people to experience God's presence in total freedom without any restraint or um, any hindrances that they may selves or right. the, the people around them may um, impose on them. Can you reflect on how maybe an experience in your life or how your life in general, maybe, I'm not sure, has brought you to a deeper place of freedom in your worship? Like, what keeps you from just, in, or not keeps you, what what helps you enjoy the presence of God without restraint, complete freedom? Sure. Um, I'll say this. Um, I went through a very, very, it's one thing to worship God, and it's one thing to, you know, be a worship leader, um, and a lot of times, we, you know, we get up before people and, you know, we tell them to push and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, come on, lift your hands and surrender and let's worship God together and whatnot. But it's a different feeling when you're actually placed in situations where your back is like up against the wall yeah. and you have no reason or no choice but to worship God. I'll give you an example. About a year and a half ago, I got really, 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 really sick. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't know what was going on with my body. I just started losing weight. Um face was sinking in and uh, was going to the doctor and they didn't know and, you know, running to this, all these different appointments, um, out of breath when I sang and just had all mm-hmm. these crazy symptoms, um, come to find out, you know, it was, you know, infection and whatnot, you know, praise God, I'm healed. Hallelujah. Um, but at that time, um, I found myself really crying out to God and I didn't stop worshiping. Uh, if you were to go to my church, uh, they would tell you, something's wrong with this guy. You know, they tried to sit me down. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I'm leading worship. And, and through that situation, I found strength and God really showed me who he was and what he was able to do. So I think a lot of times um, you have to be placed in situations. And I think God is testing you. Uh, he puts you in certain situations to see, you know, as a leader, do you really trust him? It's, it's easy for you to push somebody else, but what about when it hits your house? You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so I, I've been placed just, you know, like I said, recently, about a year ago, even, you know, with the sickness, where God had to really show me who he was and what he was able to do in my life. Wow. 
That's a powerful testimony. I'm glad that you're still here and that you're healed. Hallelujah. That's awesome. Um, how does one, how does a worship leader continue to worship while leading? I don't know if you've experienced like having to, you're thinking about so many different things on stage, but you, because you mentioned in your, what you were saying before, there's the difference between being a worshiper and a worship leader. How does one maintain being a worshiper while leading others in worship? Um, your lifestyle, making sure what you sing about and what you encourage others to do lines up to who you say you are and what God has called you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, take time out to really study, to you know, cultivate your gift, uh, find somebody that can mentor you and push you and you know, really... Uh, and then a lot of people um, don't want to be held accountable. Find somebody to hold mm. you accountable. Mm. Um, get you an accountability, uh, accountability partner who will say, hey, um, that ain't right. Right. <laughs> no, you shouldn't do that. Uh, I mean, you know, a lot of people are not really into that. You find a lot of people, a lot of worship leaders, a lot of musicians who don't want to be at a church because they don't want to be held accountable. So it's like, right. I'll just be a hire and I'll play here. I won't say this is my church because then y'all can't, you know, really tell me what to do. You just give me my check or, you know, whatever the case may be and let me go on. But you need to find somebody that can hold you accountable. So when you can't hold yourself accountable, somebody else can say, hey, you, have, you, have you took time out to study? Hey, uh, you got up today and uh, I could tell, you know, you really hadn't been before God. You know, you need somebody who can really tell you the truth. Wow. It's true. And I think many worship leaders, we avoid that because we're, you know, when you think about um, Lucifer, who was the worship leader of heaven, the, the number one reason why he fell out was because of his pride. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of worship leaders, people who are um, in platform leadership, one of the biggest things that we have to overcome is ourselves <laughs> and our pride. And like you said, Absolutely. one of the best ways that we can do that is by having somebody check us every now and again and like making sure that our heads don't get too big um, right. for what we're doing. So right. I completely agree with that. Um, having Cultivating a lifestyle of worship. Um, is that something that you do with your praise team? Do you, do you find ways to make sure that your praise team is living a life of worship? How do you hold them accountable? Well, we actually uh, we do corporate fasting. Mm. Um, we study together. Uh, which is a big part. You got to know what you're singing about. So there's times we don't rehearse and we, we study. How often is um, that? At least once or twice a month. Mm. Um, so, or there'll be, there'll be times where we'll study and then we'll go into rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, it's more to it than just singing. And you can't lead people to a place. You know, at my church, I tell them, everybody, if you're on the praise team, you're a worship leader. Everybody's a worship leader. It's not yeah. no big eyes, no, you know, little yous, whatever. You know, we're in this together. And our job is, to, you know, to lead the people to a place and, and make preaching and everything that comes behind that easy uh, on Sunday morning. So if we don't know what we're singing about, then <laughs> we're in trouble. Uh, so we, you know, we take out time and uh, we study. And then someone has questions, you know. Uh, we kind of hold each other accountable to go back and, you know, do some research and bring it back. Um, and, and I also, I think it builds your team. It builds mm-hmm. you stronger. And it also leaves less room for the enemy to come in and distract and try to destroy. Because I'm sure you've been in uh, some situations where choir and praise teams can be really messy and <laughs> drama and confusion. Yes. So, I mean, it just really leaves 
uh, that area tight so that you can have a strong unified team. Absolutely. I love the fact that you sometimes will have a rehearsal and not even study. I think, man, if more worship teams just took time to make the study of God's word a priority, um, how much more of an impact would we have um, in the worship service itself? I mean, we are here to lift up Jesus. And if we don't know who Jesus is, I mean, what's the point of even you know, being absolutely, absolutely. So, um, you mentioned, um, making it easier on Sunday morning. How much time do you spend planning your worship experiences to make it, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> to make it easier? Oh my goodness. What goes um, into that? Well, I, my thing is, um, I know people say set list and they have a set list. Unfortunately, I'm a little bit difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to like set lists, because Ronald doesn't like to stick to the set list. Okay. Okay. And <laughs> um, which is very hard for, I mean, you have to really be anointed and be able to flow to, I guess, deal with me. Cause you know, I'll get it. They'd be like, what you, what are we saying? And I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, so it's like, we'll send out a set list and we might start with the first song. You know, if it flows that way, according to the, the full list, and, you know, we go with that. But I'm all about going where God goes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to waste my time. I want to be effective, and I want the people to get something out of it. So at the end of the day, what God says is what goes. <laughs> okay, so uh, if, if I have a worship leader who's like you, and there's nothing, there's no right or wrong in this, but I, I know of worship leaders who have a similar spirit where they just like to flow and move as the spirit leads, but they are in a context, they're in a worship context where things are much more structured and mm-hmm. a lot more put together. How would you, how would, how would you function in an environment like that where things need to be done at a certain time or, you know, they need to get their songs in and how, how would you foster a spirit of freedom and movement in, in, an, in a worship experience that's pretty structured? Well, I'll say this. You have to know the house. You have to respect the house, have to respect the leader mm-hmm. um, and the vision of the house. So ask yourself this question. If my calling is this mm-hmm. and it doesn't line up and match what they're doing, mm-hmm. am I called to that house? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, worship leaders, we take positions and we go to different places because I mean, just being honest, it might be a a good situation. You might love the people. You might love the pastor, whatever the case may be. But you have to question yourself. At the end of the day, God's calling on your life is much more important than being placed in a box. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll say this. I've been in situations. Growing up, I grew up traditional Baptist. Right. Um, And it's no disrespect to where I came from. I love them. It's because of them, you know, where I'm at today. But I knew that I couldn't grow and that my calling wouldn't be fulfilled in that house. Yeah. So I had to remove myself out of the situation, meet with them, you know, do it all in love. All You know, did some people like it? No. Did some people stop talking to me? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I had to walk out the purpose and the calling that God had for my life. So prime situation, uh, and just a little funny story. I remember uh, growing up, I was about seven, 16, 17, and, you know, at that in that place, it was devotion. It wasn't, you know, praise right. and worship or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I remember we sang a specific song 
Um, and it was, it's a very structured tradition of Baptist church. And I remember saying the specific song, it was, it was youth Sunday. So I'm like, Oh, it's youth Sunday. So we could be a little bit more, you know, loose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, they didn't feel that way. Um, and I was told never sing that song again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a lot more older people here and, you know, they'll keep their money and blah, 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 blah. So I had to really question who I was and say, Hey, is this something that I want to continue to deal with? Or I can just, you know, gracefully leave, no disrespect to them, no disrespect to me, and go somewhere where my calling and my gifts can be activated and cultivated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think virtually just have to, you know, and, and granted, by no means, don't disrespect the house. Um, and if you, you know, if you're just stuck in that type of situation, respect the leader and respect the house, you know. So I say, hey, it might be times where you have to minister accordingly. A uh, prime example, when I'm at Covenant Community Church, my mission and my job is to match the vision of Covenant Community Church. Yeah. Now, if I do something on the side under R&R Ministries, then it becomes, you know, the vision and the mission of R&R Ministries. But while I'm at Covenant Community Church on Sunday mornings, it's about Covenant Community Church, what their vision is, what the vision is of the pastor, and what's going on in that house and what God wants to do in that house aligning up, you know, with that vision. So, you know, you have to learn how to separate. You might not be able to do everything at the house. You might have to do other things on the side as an outlet to be able to express who you are and what God has called you to do also. That's so, that's so much. That's a valuable (laughs) amount. I mean, I'm like, I'm at a loss for words because there are so many uh, worship leaders in this season that are really big on promoting themselves and um, have difficulty aligning themselves with the vision of the house. And you see it. It's like it's all over social media. And I think it's so important that if you, I think you have to decide, like, you're either going to serve the house and be there consistently and be committed, or you're going to be off, you know, doing your own thing. And again, it's not a right or wrong, but I feel like there's so many people that use church as a platform to get to their next level rather than Absolutely. use it as an opportunity to serve the house and serve the vision of that house. So, um, and, and don't get me wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. I find you a house where the leader supports and pushes you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's times I'm not even at covenant. Right. Uh, I may be out singing or ministering or whatever, but my leader knows a lot of people, I'm, I'm kind of old school, old fashioned. I get permission from my leader. Absolutely. Hey, you know, you know, and we evaluate, say, hey, do you think, you know, I should go? And there's been times he said, no, I, I think you should hold off. And I, and I stayed at home. Mm. <laughs> uh, and then there's other, there's been other times he said, hey, go for it. Uh, you know, let me know. Or, or he shows up and supports also. Um, but I think find you a leader in a house where you can really work your calling, still respect the house, and your leader still respects who you are in God and, you know, and what you're doing um Hmm. that's awesome you're listening to the wild worship podcast with your host kimberly bulgin i'm here interviewing ronald rucker who is the uh worship leader at the covenant community church we're here talking about all things worship dealing with worship leadership i want you ronald if you had to encourage uh somebody who's in music ministry who is afraid of their calling they're afraid of their purpose or they're afraid to launch out I noticed that you have your own ministry. I mean, if you can maybe even share how that even came to be. And if there's somebody who's listening who wants to do something similar but has um, is hesitant, feels restrained, feels restricted, or 
fearful? Um, how would you encourage them to go about it? I'll say this. If God puts something in you, then he's going to give you the resources mm. and the connections to make things happen. Um, I would say this, find you a place where you could be free in your worship mm-hmm. uh, or go to different worship venues and outlets where you can just be free and, you know, uh, don't be ashamed of the calling that God has in your life. A lot of times uh, people will be stagnant and, and they'll hold back because of fear of what others may think or uh, what others may feel, but don't allow people or things to distract the calling and the gift that God has on your life. Move, move, move. That's mm. my advice. Move, move. Mm. <laughs> I feel it in the spirit. God is saying to somebody that you need to move. It's real. Some people are so stagnant and they don't want to, they don't want to take that next step. How did you arrive at Ronald Rucker Ministries? Well, um, when I branched out from um, the church I grew up in mm-hmm. and I started doing a lot of things, a lot of different things and programs. And I mean, obviously my name is Ronald Rucker. So, mm-hmm. you know, they came up with the name R&R Ministries and my friends used to call me R&R all the time. R&R, R&R, r and <laughs> So I just like, okay, well, we just call this R&R Ministries. And I had to have something to pretty much push and ignite who I was. And it's like, okay. And it wasn't necessarily about branding me. It was mm-hmm. about branding the God that's in me. Mm-hmm. Um, my mission is to really pull others out of the box. I was stuck in the box for so long, scared to do this, scared to do that. Uh, you know, oh, I'm not anointed enough. Oh, I won't be mm. effective. And God really had to show me who he was in me and what he was able to do through me. And it was like, okay, you know what? Now my mission is to really help pull others out of the box and show them that you could be free in your worship, show them that God can really heal, that you could really speak things, that things can happen. You know, you don't have to be sad and, and down. Uh, I remember they used to <laughs> sing a song uh, when I was growing up, uh, this may be my last time. And I was like, I'm not singing that. <laughs> I'm not speaking death over myself. Right, but, right. you know, I mean, uh, you can really speak things and things can happen. So my thing is like, God, give me the wisdom, give me the strength, and give me the knowledge and understanding and the push to really push others and show them who they are in God and what, they're, and what God is able to do through them. You know, everybody's not called to be a worship leader. So I think sometimes people need to sit under uh, people and, you know, find you somebody and, and then you can be like, oh, you know what, maybe, uh, you know, maybe this is not for me. Maybe mm-hmm. God is not sending me in this direction. Maybe I'm just a background singer or whatever the case may be. But I would say um, the whole mindset of R&R Ministries is to simply push, encourage, bring others out of the box, uh, bring other worshipers and worship leaders uh, together. Uh, right now, um, I'm working on a few few different projects and a few things uh a worship leaders app to just encourage and bring other worship leaders together where we can communicate wow. from all over, share songs, share projects, share uh, events and whatnot. Um, so just really surround yourself. I'll say this so as a worship leader to another worship leader mm-hmm. from R and R ministries, find you a ministry or someone you can look up to that can push you, that can encourage you, um, and surround yourself with positive things and positive people that can, you know, help you out. Absolutely. Very good advice. Very practical. I'm so glad that you were able to come on the show today, Ronald. I feel I learned a lot. My number one takeaway is I'm probably going to 
initiate some corporate fasting and we've been studying together as a team, but um, I don't think we've ever actually just taken a whole rehearsal to study. So I'm definitely going to take that back. And just, I really appreciate the fact that you feel led to push and encourage other worship leaders and maintain connections and resources. And I wish you nothing but success in that area as you Thank continue you. to Thank you so much. lift up others. Is there any other parting words or how can they, how can other worship leaders get a, get a hold of you if, they want to remain connected. Uh, booking at gmail.com. Uh, again, that's booking at gmail.com. Uh, find me on Facebook, Ronald Rucker, or you can reach out to me on Instagram and Periscope at RonaldRucker87. Awesome. Would you mind just um, offering a word of prayer for all those that are listening? Sure, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this moment and time to be able to share with your people. I pray that you will get the glory out of everything that was said today. Father, I pray for every worshiper, every worship leader, every listener that is on right now. God, I pray that you would touch, keep, and protect them in the name of Jesus. God, we cancel every attack and every scheme and every plot of the enemy that could come up against them and try to hinder their worship. We thank you in advance for what you're getting ready to do in in the lives of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You're listening to the Wild Worship Podcast. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to head over to www.kimberlybulgin.com to download your free wild worship devotional. Just enter your email address and I'll send it to you right away. Let's stay connected. Let's stay encouraged. Look me up on social media. My name again is Kimberly Bulgin. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. And you can find me on Twitter. Until next time, remember, John 8, 36. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Stay wild.